Shit Dad Podcast. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we hear fatherhood experiences through the eyes of average Aussie blokes. I'm Cam, husband of four years and father of a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and my ultimate dad role model is Bandit from Bluey. Oh, how, how have I not thought of that? I'm spewing, because he is literally my role model in life, not just da- fatherhood. I'm Nick, husband of six years, father of six, four and a two-year-old, and the highlight of my week was Paw Patrol moving away from Stan, so now we don't have to watch it anymore. Yes. (laughs) If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to slip a little subscribe in there, send us your shit dad stories to shitdadpod at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs on Instagram at shitdadpod. And if you're loving the Shit Dad pod, then we'd love you to support the guys at Smashing Fibers Apparel who make it possible. So check them out on Instagram, fill up your shopping cart and use the code SHIPSHITFREE at checkout. I'm going to say it again because it sounds so good. (laughs) SHIPSHITFREE at checkout for free shipping. Nice. So last episode we spoke to Tim, who is the full-time dad, cancer battler, who reminded us how doctor's checkups are simple but so important to do regularly. So remember to get your checkups, lads. Now this week we've got a very special guest, someone who has recommended to us through a family friend. Uh, Tony, welcome Tony, how are you? (laughs) Very good, mate. Um, we're really excited to have you on board today. You've got a really interesting story. So we thought we might get get cracking and, and hear from you. So first and foremost, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your family? Yep, sure, Tony. I'm uh, 57 years of age, uh, and I've married a woman who's French, and she's 33 years of age now. So there's a little bit of an age gap, uh, which we had to sell to her family, and uh, we met overseas in France when I was living there in France for, um, uh, I was living in Switzerland, she was in France, and we were living there, I was living there for about 12 years. Uh, Prior to that, I was living in Singapore before I was living that in in Australia. So after all those years, I still come with the same accent. So (laughs) I actually, I don't speak French, but I speak German, but I speak with an Australian accent. (laughs) It's thick. (laughs) Now I've got got a a 13-month-old little angel who's absolutely fantastic. And it's a big change in my life. You can imagine it might ripe old age, but um, it's a fantastic thing. I'm really enjoying it. Did you uh, did you guys bond over snails or <laughs> snails and frogs legs and that frogs sort of legs thing? yeah no, baguettes no, etc etc we can joke about all that sort of stuff you can't joke about cheese oh, oh okay geez, there's bloody cheese going left and right it's unbelievable cheese oh, is serious that, business is it oh mate have you heard about the French anomaly no? there's this thing in the in the dieting world called the French anomaly and this is that uh, French people eat all this cheese and rich food and everything like that and they're just not fat and nobody oh, yeah, understands why yeah and my wife's exactly that. It was it was funny. We heard some funny stories in that in the pregnancy when we were doing these um doing the uh, it was in COVID and so we couldn't go and do it do the um, visits and, and all the learning stuff that you do. So we had to do it by Zoom. Oh no! And this and this nurse is like talking to us on Zoom. She's going, okay, now I'm going to go through with all of you what the I'm going to go through with all of you what the um uh, 
what sort of exercise regime you do? And I start laughing. And the, and the nurse is going, what are, you, what are you laughing about, Tony? And I'm going, I can't wait till Jen tells you what she does. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Look Nothing. At her. She's French. Look yeah. at her. She's what, as skinny as anything. And so, yes, you said you're 57, had your first, had your first child. Yep. Um, was this something that you'd always wanted to do? Uh, yeah. have, a, have a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I've always wanted to have a child and stuff. And I've, I've grown up with uh, some of my closest friends with their kids and like really enjoyed that and you know hopefully they enjoy me and they're they're all older now and they they i think they enjoy me <laughs> but um but yeah so i've always been crazy uncle tony and yeah. now i'm and now i'm the dad you know and it's <laughs> like it's a it's a big thing it's really good yeah it's real. Yeah. i'm really enjoying it great and um so you, you've told us that the pregnancy and the birth it sounds like everything kind of went very smoothly without any hiccups and yeah. you've had quite a short birthing story and now you've got a dream baby is that yeah right? exactly i know it's it's it's, it's a, i don't want to be that guy you know like guy you know we were talking about this before i don't want to be that guy who goes oh yeah our baby's like just a dream it all works well because the next one's going to be an absolute nightmare maybe so you are going for two i don't know yet we don't know yet that's that's no that's no scoop but yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> no scoop. But yeah the, the yeah. pregnancy and the, and the birth was so i woke up at about uh about 1 30 or something there in the morning and jim was just coming out of the bathroom and going oh, i think it's happening and i said um and i said all right so we have to start seeing how close the contractions are apart and then she goes oh there's like 15 minutes and i said okay saddle up off we go so we get so we get in the car and we're driving down there and I'm sitting at a set of traffic lights at at literally at like three o'clock in the morning two two thirty in the morning sitting at a set of traffic lights there's no one coming and then my wife's about to give birth and I'm going if ever I can go through a red traffic light it's now <laughs> so I start crib she's going what are you doing oh, I can't go through this light really <laughs> so we go down we go down to the hospital and uh, I slide sideways into the car park at three thirty in the morning seven thirty in the morning we've had the baby yeah wow. wow. And it was, it was, it was a bit scary. Again, first time for me. I, I don't know what to expect or anything. You know, I'm just trying to help where I can and stuff, and I yep. have no idea whatsoever. So we go in there, and um, and Emily's inside, and they've got um the heartbeat monitor on Jen and a heartbeat monitor on the baby, sort of thing from the outside. Mm. And the baby's one keeps dropping a bit every now and then. It's dropping, mm, yeah. and the nurse is going, "Look, it's nothing, nothing yet, but you know, like you know, I'll just monitor a bit." And then it does it again. She goes. Don't panic, but I'm just going to get some other people. And she presses this button on the wall, and about 13 freaking heroes turn up. Nothing good can come from don't panic, can well, it? Well, no, exactly. Yeah. In so 13 heroes turn In up. Hospital, These yeah. bloody weapon nurses and doctors all turn up. Yeah. And they all come in. This is four o'clock in the morning or something, right? Yeah. And they all turn up. I take two large steps back because my expertise is not required at this point. <laughs> so I get out of the way. And they they break her water and they put a monitor directly on the baby's head. And they said, it's just because she's, she's we think it's just because she's leaning on the on the umbilical cord or something. And then they and they made Jen line aside one way and then the other way. And then it all came good. And then it was then it was fine. And then they all disappeared again. I mean, you can't thank these people enough. I mean, they're just the expertise they have. Unreal. And then she's come out. And then... The funniest part was that the next day I've seen on the wall there's something that says, oh, for new dads, we've got this thing at lunchtime where uh, we go along and we'll have a chat when we have a chat about your birth and stuff, right? So I'll go along. I might learn something, you know? Yeah. So I turn up. There's just me and this Indian guy and there's these two doctors there who are or these uh, like um, people conducting it and, yeah. and one of them's a, a reporter sort of guy. And so they said to the Indian guy, like, what's your story? He goes through this horrendous story of like I don't know, 19 hours of labour and oh, the baby finally comes out by caesarean and yeah. 
and then it hasn't eaten in like three days. Nobody slept in three days. And everything. Tell me you didn't follow it up with your story because that would have just been depressing guy, for him. The guy goes, goes, oh, it's a horrendous story, but you know, like, don't worry, it'll get better from now. Tony, <laughs> how, did, how did your birth go? And I looked at the Indian guy and go, mate, you're not going to like my story. Smoothie. <laughs> 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 and... Um, Something else that you've told us as well, which is, it sounds crazy to me, but you decided to get a puppy about the same time as having a baby, is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, and typical, typical sort of, I guess the way I do things in life, I've gone things at 100 mile an hour and <laughs> bite me on the ass now. So, so we, we're looking around for a puppy and we wanted to have a Labrador, because I've had Labradors always through my life. We decided, look, we'll get this, we'll get this pup. And so he comes in in February and he's the biggest one in the litter, right? Now, the alarm bell should have been ringing right there. But so we get this freaking dog in and he just explodes in freaking weight and size. And he's got, he just thinks he owns the freaking place. He's not allowed up on the lounge, but yeah, try telling him that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So now we've got this dog. He's, he's, uh, he's nearly two and he's like 37 kilos and he can pull like a plough horse. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Who's hard of maintenance, the uh, the pup or the kid? It's a fucking close thing, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep, I keep saying when the two of them are uh, cracking it on, I keep saying, look, let's put the two of them in a room and in 10 minutes' time, I open up the door and see who walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the alpha? But well, they're, they're, they're also best mates. They're absolutely best mates. It's unbelievable. Seeing that, that's one of the things that um, we talked about before about... Um, you know, highlights and lowlights and stuff. Like one of the highlights is, is just seeing the relationship between Emily as she's growing up and getting a personality from going from a, like a little lump, you know, yeah. to, to getting a personality and moving around and that sort of stuff and how she's interacting with this dog and how he at the start was sort of, he was at the start, it was funny because he was only a little pup right at the start and she's in the bassinet and she starts to wake up and me and Jenna are you know, on the lounge going okay we'll have to get the baby up and he's over at the bassinet sticking his nose up and he's coming back over hey guys the baby's awake what are you doing <laughs> go, go, come to the farm we'll be there in a minute <laughs> settle down <laughs> protective straight away absolutely I'll tell you what if it was Cam's dog he'd probably be licking the poo off just <laughs> changing the nappy helping change the nappies <laughs> that's right yeah. Yeah. no he's, he, the relationship with these two is great yeah, yeah. There, there was one time I, I put the I was downstairs, I came up with Emily, because I couldn't get the rugby to work downstairs on the television downstairs, so fucking I have to put it on upstairs. What a disaster. Disaster, <laughs> I know. I need another Apple or TV or something. <laughs> so, so I come back upstairs and I put it on and I put it down literally for friggin' five seconds. I put it down and I get the television going and I turn around, she's not there, and I hear this squawk from behind oh, me. Jeez. She's gone, crawled out the door and it's heading over to the steps and she's on her back. So I go, oh, shit, and I run outside. And she's on her back, and the dog's in between her and the steps. Oh, now, that's gold. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I swear he's tipped her over. Stop her going down the steps. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. superb. I swear he's tipped her over. Yeah. You hear stories about that sometimes yeah. with yeah. animals yeah. being protective. Yeah. Hey, Tone, what's your, uh, what do you reckon your low light is? You say you, that's your highlight. Yeah. Let's, let's darken it up for a sec. What's your low light? The low light, I was trying to think a little bit about that sort of stuff. And, and at this stage... Uh, there hasn't been too many like you That's know what really bad stuff. Yeah. But the the hardest part, I guess, for me is the was in the six months at the first start part was trying to get used to the fact that I'm the spare wheel on the freaking yeah. thing here. Your freedom and sort I'm, of takes a hit, well, doesn't I'm it? Trying, I'm trying to help, and I I don't know how I can. Yeah. I haven't got the breasts. I I you know the the baby's a lump and and just needs mum at this point and. 
you know, I'm trying to help where I can, and you feel a bit inadequate. You know, you feel sort of going like, I should be doing more, maybe. I don't know. But what what can I do? I've got no experience. You can be the kitchen whatsoever. bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was doing Daddy that dinners. sort of stuff a yep. bit, and then you know, like I didn't quite know, but I didn't know. Am I doing? You know, like am I doing enough, or, or am I doing it right, or you know? But then we were talking about this a little bit before. Like yeah. You come to the realization that anything you're doing is enough. Yeah. Your baby being there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Being there. Your baby wants to look in your eyes and know that she's safe and she's got someone around, and you know, like and who loves you and she loves you and. If someone ever did anything to her, then they'd never find the body. Yep. You know? That's what she wants to see. And, yeah. and and if you're doing that, that's it. It doesn't matter yep. how you do it. There's no right way or wrong way. And so that's what I've learned over, over the period, over this like 13 months so far. I don't know whether it'll come around biting me on the ass for the track. But, but Speaking but, of biting on the ass, I think when you were talking before about how good she is, yeah. um, we had that problem with one of our previous guests. How oh, he came yeah. on and said, oh, mate couple of weeks is, is bloody perfect we've yeah. got no issues at all sleeping like a gem and then literally the next night <laughs> it's gone to shit <laughs> <laughs> so don't jinx it yet no, no, exactly. yeah. Yeah. have you um have you had advice from any of your mates who are your age you know some of their advice might be a little bit outdated or they might ro- not remember as well um not so much they've sort of slotted right in yeah y- you can uh, you can see the 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 um the girls especially are really keen to Hold on to Emily and yeah. and play with her and do stuff with her and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, but these guys, their, their kids are all in their like early twenties now, mm-hmm. you know. All my mates' kids and stuff like that, you know. So they've, they've done it all before, and I think they're very happy that it's all behind them. <laughs> yeah. But they're very happy to play with Emily and and, and but give it back give again. Give it back. Sort of yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in the middle of it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, we haven't had too much um outdated sort of stuff. But I'm feeding off some of the stuff that I remember from back then. So you know, some of the stuff that that. You know, maybe I come up with might be a bit outdated, but I mean, Jen keeps me straight. So, as far as um, like youthfulness goes, like you, you might be outdated in your practice, but you're bloody, you're probably one of the most youthful fifty-year-olds I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen, Jen keeps reckon that she's. She's, she's not sure whether she's got lucky or she's got the on the short straw. She's, she's got three idiots in the house. Yeah, she's got, she's got no, two, I'm the oldest one. Two Labradors. You've got the energy of a Labrador. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. But, yeah, no, but it, it's good fun. It's, we have a lot of fun in your house. And um, what, what advantages do you think there are to, to being an older dad as well? Yeah, there's some... It's interesting because so, we were discussing this when we were at the start and we were sort of starting on this journey and, and, and going down this route sort of stuff. And I was, I was saying it's actually going to work out all right because when, when a couple normally retire at 65, they might be the same sort of age, similar sort of age sort of thing, right? And so they're retiring. They've built up their, their nest egg and that's what they're going to live on for the next 30 years, right? So when they retire, bang, no more income. Now, in, in eight years from now, I'm looking to retire. All things are going well. Um, and, and at that point, uh, Jen will still be working because she wants to work. It's, it's, it's something she enjoys doing and stuff. It's, yeah. She's not sort of a power, crazy career woman or anything like that, but she enjoys working. So she's going to be working still, and then we'll still have this income coming in, yeah. which most people, when they retire, don't. Yeah. And then and my retirement will also be, I'll be in the mornings, I'll be looking after the kids and taking them to school. The kids will love that. as I, you know, Dad's going to take me to school every day. Yeah. Oh, come on, Dad, please. Can I go by myself? No, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm riding a bike. Today I'm going to wear a tutu. 
Saying goodbye to all the teachers. That's right. Exactly. From, I'll tell you firsthand, being the school dad isn't that bad. It's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> you, you know all the goss and the, the carry on. Right. My um, my friends and like the some of the mums at school, they're like, you know more the gossip than anyone <laughs> around here. Like, you know what all the kids are up to, what all the mums are up to. And right. Yeah, they give me a bit of shit for it. <laughs> that'll, that'll be you. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, we keep laughing also about the um, the uh, the, the um, when they have parent teacher nights, that sort of thing. What, what, what that's going to be like? I'll be past your bedtime. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll, be, I'll be having a haul exit off the bed. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, we're wondering, <laughs> wondering how that's going to go, you know? Because I, I was standing behind the door oh. when the patience was being given out. So I've got just got none. I can't, I can't stand in a queue. I don't know how to do it. Cold. So, so, so uh, Jen's always laughing at me whenever I'm at an airport. I just go straight to the business class area, whether I've got a business class ticket or not. Straight over there. Walk with go, confidence. No one will, no one will question you. You're not travelling business. Oh no, no, just put me through. <laughs> so, but but Jen's also not the best. She's she's got more, much more patience than I have, but um, doesn't tolerate like fools very easily. And so it, we, I think it's just going to be funny at the first pair of teaching nights we go to and stuff, you know, because te- if the teacher's just not very good, yeah. the teacher be sort of talking to me because I look like the older statesman sort of thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, she'll be, and I'll be there going, don't talk to me. I'm here with a mop and a bucket. I need to clean up the mess after she's finished with you. <laughs> I'm going to clean the blood off the floor. Nobody talking to me. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Oh. <laughs> And um, so those are some advantages. You said as well, you you know, when you retire, you're going to be able to drop the kids off and play golf and, you know, have yeah, exactly. time for yourself. Yeah. I heard on one of your podcasts before you were talking about um, innovations and stuff like that. And yeah. I was thinking very early on, I was thinking about getting a, some sort of a golf buggy with some sort of a bassinet. <laughs> oh, <backward>. yeah. <laughs> so it's going to have to have some sort of a... On a Kevlar surface over the top of it. <laughs> I'd like to hear that as one of the dad hacks <laughs> mailed right. into us in the future. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, you'll have plenty of time on your hands. You'll be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, but I figure, I figure in the retirement side of things, I'll be um, like taking care of it in the morning and then taking care of it in the afternoon and, and, and evening and that sort of stuff. So, you know, Jen doesn't have to do any of that sort of stuff because I'll have the time to do that. Yeah. But then I'll still have that period in the middle of the day to, you know, go up the road and catch a coffee with a mate and play a game of golf or yep. go for a surf or something. Go pop the Kino on. You know how it is. A couple of slaps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and would you have any advice for younger first-time dads, um, given given your experience and your perspective? Um, yeah, I would. I, I sort of mentioned a little bit before when I was chatting with you. I think that the, the one thing, if, if people could... Uh, have a couple of laughs from this podcast or things with us and everything but the if they could go away with one thing it would be that uh that it's not necessary that you end up following some book and being some perfect sort of thing because that's what someone's written about the circumstance they had or that they've interviewed a thousand people and those thousand people on average had and it's not you it's not you it's not your kid you know so just be what you can be and don't be your harshest critic because you're reading books and you're going, oh, shit, that's not what I do. Or you're looking at Instagram and Instagram is just the peaks of everybody's life. It's not the whole life they have. You know, like I said, said to you before, everybody who's got all these fantastic pictures of their kids yeah. dressed up like an angel going to some show or something like that. Don't be an Instagram dad. <laughs> exactly. They don't put pictures of, you know, 
their kids are doing a shit in their hand and smear it on the wall just yeah. like your kids. You know what I mean? They just don't see that on Instagram, you know? So, so the, the biggest thing is just just be yourself and yeah. understand that it's good enough. Yeah. You know, so don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know, you, like I heard on, on one of your podcasts saying, a guy was saying that he was um, struggling to understand how the baby seat goes in the car and like all this sort of stuff, right? Every dad doesn't understand how the baby seat goes in the car. It's yeah. not just you, you know, it's just every dad. I, mean, I got something for that because uh, after our first, I managed to get a second job doing that. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did baby seats for a while and okay. I, I thought, so now I'm the uh, I'm the baby seat fitter for all my mates. Okay, right. And uh, the guys having kids now, anyone at work or anyone, they're like, hey, come fit my... I'm like, they go, how much do you want? I was like, well... Cost forty bucks at the shop, so call it a six pack. <laughs> sure, yeah, exactly. So that's where my beer comes yeah, from. It's pretty right. good. Yeah. We'll, we'll drink it while yeah. we fit it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great advice, Tone. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, what are you doing for work at the moment? Uh, I'm a. It's called business development manager, but I'm like running uh, a region, the Australian region or Auspac region in some areas, um, for a. Uh, a company that produces GPS systems and stuff for heavy machining. So yeah, we right. put GPS systems on excavators and dozers and things like that. And uh, so we sell it through a network here of, of distributors. And then I manage all those distributors and try and we're trying to grow that business. So we started last year and it's it's all going gangbusters. That's awesome. So growing a business, being in a management position is obviously quite stressful. So what do you uh, what do you do to sort of balance the the work home balance? Because you obviously got to play dad as well, yeah, and be present for your kids. So what's some advice for guys who do have that sort of high pressure job, but yeah. also are young dads or older dads as well? You know, just so I'm probably not the right guy to ask because I'm traditionally <laughs> shit at this bloody work life. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> but, um, but it's interesting because I've been shit at this all the way through my life. And, and consistent. Consistently <laughs> shit, exactly. And so I'm not very good at learning, clearly. But, um, but with this Emily here now, it's a bit different. Now I'm sort of, you know, like I'm jealously guarding the, the weekends and, you know, my time at home and everything like that. Like I'm, instead of sitting in, on the lounge in front of the television watching the news, I'm sitting in... The, you know the playpen with this big playpen I call it the pig pen yeah. I'm sitting in the pig pen with her, with her and playing with the duplo and you know like making yeah. these friggin things and you know you're making something that's like a meter and a half tall and yeah. Jen comes out and goes did she do that she goes yeah you should have seen her get yeah, that totally. yeah. Yeah. climb up she climbed on my shoulders and everything yeah <laughs> But yeah, and I mean, then it's, and you, you can held on to it like King Kong. That's right, exactly. And you, and, but you can quite easily sit there with her, and yep. she loves it. She's climbing around all over you, and she's and you're still you, doing work. Yeah, exactly. Good. And yeah. you and you and you, it's just really enjoyable. And you, and so I'm managing to do both. It's 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 quite okay to do that. Yeah. And so as far as that goes for other dads in the same situation, you just say, do what you can do. Pretty much. Absolutely, absolutely. You've got to you've got to understand what your priorities are. Again, we mentioned this a little bit before. I don't remember. You, I've seen Steve Jobs do it, and I, and I've seen there was a professor do this before at some point, where they had the glass jar with the rocks, and you have big rocks and medium yeah. rocks and small rocks and sand, and the big rocks are the most important things in your life. Yeah. The medium rocks are the, the next most important things, and then there's small, and then the sand's all the other little shit, right? And the big rocks, literally, the big rocks is your health. It's not even your wife, which your wife doesn't want to hear. But because you're no good to your wife or your family if you're not healthy. Correct. So you've got to concentrate on your health, especially at my age, you've got to concentrate on your health to make sure that it's good. I want to be bowling cricket balls to my, to my daughter in the nets. So I, I'm going to be doing that at buddy 60 or something silly, you know? So so I've got to stay fit. Yep. And 
in some sort of way, I'm certainly not the fittest guy I've ever seen, but, but in some sort of way, you've got to do that. The next one down is, is your family and love and all that sort of stuff. And after that comes work. Yeah. It's not one of the big rocks, you know? And then if you put the big rocks in first, you're not going to, if you put the little rocks in first, you're not going to have enough room for the big rock. One of those big rocks is going to have to suffer. It physically doesn't go into the glass jar. Mm. You put the big rocks in, then you put the other rocks in, and they slide down around the big rocks. Yep. And then you pour the sand in, and that all slides in as well. And then I saw this professor, he's got two cans of beer and poured them in over the top of the sand and said, remember, no matter how full your life is, there's always room for two cans of beer. <laughs> yeah, love that. That's great advice. So, <laughs> but so, yeah, just prioritising to yeah. make sure that you understand. Yeah. Step outside of yourself. If yeah. you step outside of yourself and look in and go, am I doing the right thing here like for myself? Not from someone telling me what to do or reading some book or some, you know, expert telling me whatever. Yeah. Is it the right for us? Is it right for me? Is it right for my family? Is my wife getting pissed off because she's at home with the kids and, and I'm not turning up till seven o'clock? Yeah. Is that right? Or no, no. well, you're doing what you can do. That? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so we've got a, we've got this bloody big Labrador, and he needs to be walked every day. It's a commitment that you make when you mm. get a dog. You've got to take him for a walk. And so I get up early in the morning to do that because I can't do it at night because it's going to take away from our family and all that sort of stuff. So I get up every morning and walk him, rain, hail, or shine every morning because that's just a commitment that you make. You know. We were talk. We we're going to talk about uh, a bit of dad bod, wellness and mental wellness and things like that. But that so that's one thing that you, that you do to, to look after yourself and keep fit. Like not even fit, just keep active. Yeah, walking your dog every day. That's <laughs> bloody plenty. That's more than most people do. Seriously, well, you'd think it was a good thing, but the bloody dog. He'd probably be walking you. Well, he's <laughs> he's not. He just will not do this healing thing. You know, when you heal along next oh, yeah. to it like a normal dog, Labrador's he will not don't, do yeah. it. And so. You know when you're walking, if you've got your left foot in your air, in your in the air, and your right foot's on the ground, and the dog's out on your left, and he pulls, it twists your knee. My friggin' knee is killing me. This bloody dog's killing my knee every morning. <laughs> so I'm not sure how healthy it is at all. You need to start going to off-lead areas. <laughs> just let him run around, and you just do some laps. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Tire him out. Stand there with a milkshake. What else do you do, Tone? We'll, we'll cut the milkshake off. Have a have a coffee or something. What do you? Uh, what's what else do you do to keep yourself fit? I've got I've got a. Um, uh, a bedroom in my in my house that's not being used, so I have a, I have a gym in it. And Thank so, God you said it's not being used, because I was about to say, well, we all have a bedroom in our house. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I've got more than one. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. So, so you got a gym room. All yeah. Right. So so I've got a gym. So I bought um, some gym equipment again, just off marketplace or whatever and stuff. You buy some stuff that's like ex gym stuff, like proper stuff, yeah, not just home gym stuff. I had a um a bit of a da- disastrous shoulder uh, injury at one point. And so I've got a specific machine that does that, you know, like the, the pec deck machine oh, yeah. that you can use to, to do front and back. Um, but specific stuff to what you need. Yeah. And then I just – and that means I don't have to go to a gym. Yeah. Because when you go to a gym, it's an hour. No matter what you try to do, 15 minutes in the gym, it's going to take you an hour. Because yeah. you've got to go there, get changed, come back out, <laughs> chat with someone, you know, all that sort of stuff. If it's in your house, I can say to Jen, is it okay if I just stuck down at the gym? And then I can be 25 minutes down there, do a full body – circuit that I do yeah, and then come back out I've got to do that two or three times a week beautiful just to stay fit you know what I mean yep so, and obviously don't take this the wrong way but as, you, as you're moving on in your years strength's obviously uh, a more important part of exercise than any exercise so yeah. that's good it's good also that it's also there's, there's been studies and stuff on the fact that the, the health stuff that you do with regard to your fitness and your muscle work and all that sort of stuff helps you with dementia and, and, and all mm. that sort of stuff you know that and singing and uh, languages so I'm, I speak German but I'm going to have to learn French because 
Jen's talking French to the, to Emily already. Oh, that right. sounds like so a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Let's let's speak in code. Let's talk French so <laughs> bloody dad doesn't understand what we're doing. So, <laughs> they'll they'll gang up on you. Oh no, it sounds oh, like no. it. Yeah. So I have to bloody learn French now. Nice. So <laughs> with your uh, with your dad bod care, we talk about um, your physical health and and but we also talk about your mental health. So what is um, what's something you do to like obviously it's not all sunshine and roses at home all the time. What yep. do you do when it gets a bit too much? Yeah, Jim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, you try not to. If it's a bit too much, it's usually a bit too much because Emily's not handling something. Yeah. And and so it's not fair to just like for you to duck out. No. You know. So so we try to change it up and do different things and stuff. So luckily Emily's like really um active and likes being outdoors and stuff. So it's quite easy to find something. You know, like I've I've just bought this um I don't know whether you know it's a it's a wee ride um seat that doesn't sit behind you. It sits in front of you on the bar. So you so you've got your bike and it's sitting and the baby's sitting right there in front of you. Oh, cool! And it's got a little pad in the front. So when she, the idea is when she falls asleep, you can put a head on it. Oh, oh nice, wow. yeah. But so and it's, it's, she's just sitting right there and she freaking loves it. So you do so a bit of bike riding as well. So just just I had that just a couple of weeks and you, you strap her in there and put the little helmet on and stuff and then she's like strapped in there and she sits there's all these little pods where her feet sit and so she puts her left foot inside the pod and the right one's up on the top she's like she's got it up on the pegs on a Harley she's just cruising along like you know can you send us a photo of that so we can put it up on the socials (laughs) that'd be gold sure she loves doing that and and, you know like being outside in the yard running around she's just started to to walk now which is scaring the crap out of us nice yeah she's got she's I don't know whether again I've got no experience so I don't know whether this is every kid but she doesn't appear to have any fear about it. Once they start walking, they don't stop walking. Oh, yeah. And that's they, it. She just starts. They don't stop moving. Stumble into a run. And then she goes, oh, I'm just going to come over there. And forget, you don't know how to walk yet. Like, she just charges off and she's just going to face plant. Face plant, yeah. oh, Hang on. Let's make sure this is on grass, okay? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about community because um, one thing I've learned from just from doing this pod is community is so important. And um, especially when it comes to your physical and mental health. Do you have anything that you do community-wise? It's a difficult thing because the um, my family is in Sydney, yeah, and all my most of my friends are in Sydney, and her family and all her friends are in France. Okay, so we're literally alone up here, yeah, and so we're having to do. So luckily, we like we, we get on great together, and it's really good fun together, and everything. So, so it's good fun. But um, we figure that um, there'll be a lot of community stuff that'll come because I've seen it through with all my friends from uh, when the kids go to school and you end up being with the parents of the kids mates and you know that sort of stuff but um yeah there's we, we get actively involved in the community around the place doing things and Jen, Jen's um got a circle of friends that she knows from the um, mums group yeah yep. sort of thing so she said but we've, we've just had a couple of friends of ours move back home from from the USA back into where we live into the same suburb as we are so you know and that, they've got three kids and they're good they're good fun perfect got another friend uh Ross and Fiona, they've just moved up into uh, shout out. Kangaroo Point as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out Ross and Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> they moved up into Kangaroo Point as well. And we've got some friends down in Grafton. They come up quite regularly and, and their kids live up, up in Grafton, so we, uh, in Brisbane, so we see them a little bit. But Probably no Cam's in-laws. Bloody <laughs> yeah, small, small town, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> oh, of course. There you go. Yeah. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> shout out to G-Town. Yeah. G-Town. <laughs> Awesome. So, one last thing, Tone. Um, what I was trying to get at before with the with your escape is mm-hmm. like obviously all blokes and mums. So they have their own things to do. Escape when when the kids are asleep or whatever. When you're not with Emily, yep. What's something you do to relax and yep. just sort of clear your head? 
So that, so I guess the gym is one of them. Yeah. Like just getting into the gym and doing that. Um, watching a bit of television or something like that. Like after she goes to bed, we'll sit there and watch television and stuff. Watch watch you know one of those funny sort of shows. You know, like, have you been paying attention to something like that? Yeah. You know, like just to, just to relax a bit. But I guess the the one that uh, I do the most, I guess, would be when we go to bed, I read a book. So when I get into bed, I just read for like half an hour or yeah. twenty minutes or something like that. And I just and I find that just really relaxing before going to bed. I really enjoy doing it. I'm reading the same books all the time. These Jack Reacher books. Yeah, I yeah. just read, like read all the all the way through, and then I start again at the front again. And come back <laughs> through again. But, but it's because it's not about learning. It's not about. No. It's just about relaxing, relaxing and enjoying. You know, the story of you know whatever's going on. You know, not looking at a screen. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so I just enjoy doing that. And yeah, nice. Jen, Jen enjoys other things. So she 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 plays this game on the on the um, iPad, and so she mucks around with that. We're chatting and stuff while we're doing it and stuff. Mm. But you know, um, but yeah, each each of us has different things like, and that's just the relaxing. But so just that reading sort of thing is probably the. The last thing I do before going to bed is just like to calm down with that. Yeah, I love that. That's actually really good. That's good advice for most yeah. people, really, because right. I don't. Think, yeah, screen time really is the main thing that takes over all our lives, and no right. one really reads much. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying no one, but no, but no, yes. I bloody know. I make sure I make sure I don't look at my emails before going to sleep. Yeah, but then you go to sleep just thinking about thinking about what, work. Yeah, what yeah. are you going to do the next day. And, you know, who it's needs a yeah. slap? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's bad for your eyes. It's bad for your brain as well. To oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's right before bed. So yeah, for sleep any, patterns. I got into a habit where I was doing Sudoku before bed. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, nice. That was awesome. <laughs> your brain's got 100 mile an hour yeah, just before you go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with that picture? <laughs> I'll do the easy ones. <laughs> yeah. Just a little gimme to keep, yeah, keep the confidence up. <laughs> Pump you up for a good sleep. Yeah. Now, uh, that, that sort of wraps up the story time. Uh, yeah, play school story, story time over here. Uh, yeah, no, so it's been really good having you on for a, a good chat. It's um, su- such a good perspective from, like, we've not talked to anyone sort of over 35 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, so it's yeah. so good to have a, a different perspective on it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you have any other advice to, to older dads in your situation, yeah. shoot, what do you got? I would just say, don't even worry about what people are going to say. Yeah, I've had one lady say to me, "Oh, isn't it great that Granddad got to come down and pick up the baby from the daycare?" And I'm just, <laughs> and there's just no point in even picking it up, making her feel bad about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> my hair color is my hair color. That's what yeah. I am. Like I said, there's no point in worrying about. It. Just don't worry about it. You should have said something like, I'm 35. I've just had a real <laughs> real hard upbringing. Right. I've that's been right. a concreter that's all my right. life. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Look after yourself better than I did. <laughs> all that crack is killing me. <laughs> don't do crack. <laughs> Love it. All right, Tony. Thanks, Eve, for that. So, uh, everyone... That wraps up our um, our podcast for this week, episode 14 with Tony. What are we calling it? Old dad, young dad or something? <laughs> Old new dad. Old new dad. Yes, I love that. What do you reckon, Tony? You happy with that? There we go. Very happy with that. Pretty good description. <laughs> awesome. Old new dad. Um, stay tuned because we're going to have some bonus content coming later in the week. We're going to have um, a bit of an extra chat with Tony and have a bit of a shit chat, shit talk and um, yeah. We're going to do some some all the usual stuff we do, so dad jokes and shit dad moment of the week and things like that. We're going to bring it to you a little bit later on. Uh, but, yeah, thanks again, Tony. It's been such a good episode uh, having you on. Good stuff, fellas. Awesome. Enjoyed it. Cheers.